Guys, guys, welcome back to the podcast. That is right. We're here on the podcast, always funny in Philadelphia. As always, I am your host, Patrick Michael, and we couldn't be doing it any better. You know, we put a lot of time and effort into these podcasts, and I always feel bad when I say in these episodes, I say stuff like, I'll have another episode very soon. It won't be long till you guys hear another. And things like this, I go through this, uh, Every episode I mention these things, and I have no problem doing it because I, when I do that, I feel like if I don't come through with what's promised, uh, well, what it is, it just makes me want to come through with that promise, if that's fair to say, right? That's what I feel. That's what I believe. And unfortunately, it is, a, it is kind of a pain because, as I've said in this podcast before, the main reasoning for starting this podcast is the, the hopes of listening not listening, watching new shows and not strictly just doing uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? We want to do, we want to expand. We want to watch, we want to watch new shows. You know, it's all fine. It's fine what we're doing now. You know, it's not bothersome. It's, it's, uh, It's good for what it is. But the issue with this Always Sunny thing is I have seen the first, I don't know, eight or nine seasons multiple times. So having the will to sit through each of these episodes again and only be getting through season three as of now, you're not enthusiastic. But I'm doing my best. I'm holding it together. I'm holding it down for you guys to give you some sort of, hey, this is a, a show about a show um, about a show. But I feel like that's a, that's a trendy thing to do. Everybody's talking about shows on their show. Like, let us get away from it, you know? Let us get away. We've heard enough about Tiger King, for God's sakes. We want to hear about Danny DeVito, you know, Charlie, uh, Charlie Day, Glenn Howerton, Rob McElhaney, Caitlin Olson McElhaney, you know, uh, what's his name? Crispin Glover, no, Danny, Danny David Hornsby, that sounds right, and that is Rickety Cricket, and I'll be honest, when it comes to this show and the the podcast, I mean, it feels like we've been on this journey for quite some time, and yet we haven't seen very much cricket. And I'll be honest, as the seasons go on, as we further our journey, I only become more invested in the character cricket. He's great. He is a funny guy. He's a funny character. He is a character. That's what it is. And I do feel like we're we're really uh, we're extending this introduction to this episode of the podcast very long. Maybe that's just me. 
but uh, doing a podcast by yourself does result in those things. Rarely, rarely it does, <laughs> where you just do an hour on a bunch of random shit when your intention is fully <laughs> the opposite of that. The intention is to come in here and knock out some material. And I'm recording in such a fashion that it's clear. I don't care. I don't care. I'm just doing it. You know? Does it matter? Does it matter like they think it does? Or like we think it does? (laughs) But yes, we are here. We're here. It's always funny. Always funny. And uh, this is season three, episode 12. We're looking at the hit FXX TV series known as Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And tis a show to watch. Certainly one of the best comedy programs in the history of television. And that's without a doubt. Without a doubt. I would put it up against anything, right? Against anything, and that goes that goes uh, that goes for like even cartoons, animations. You know, you can try to pitch uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty on me as often as you'd like, but truth be told, I won't be swayed. All right, I won't be swayed. I'll always choose. Always funny always sunny in philadelphia so yes with all that being said let's get into this episode season three episode 12 i don't know what the title is because i haven't even looked yet that's how raw this is it's just raw form baby let's go yeah i am untethered and my rage knows no bounds Okay, so this episode is called, season three, episode 12, is called The Gang Gets Whacked, part one. And I'll tell you right now, one of the best things about this, uh, about this show specifically, (laughs) is whenever they're doing drugs. It doesn't matter who's doing, not even drugs, whenever any of them is fucked up in any way possible, it's the best it's the best episode if that makes any sense i feel like that's when they really shine right when uh, when everything's when at least one of them is under the influence of something it's going to be a great episode and this episode features a great find so yeah starts out 2:30 p.m. on a monday heading heading into patty's pub I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over the all over the ring, and then I start eating garbage. So Mac and Dennis are actually in the bar, and they're trying to figure out the circuit breaker situation. Electricity's not working somehow, which is obviously Charlie work. That's stuff that Charlie does. That's not Mac and Dennis work. That's Charlie work. And they know this, but here they are trying their best at figuring out exactly how to get this circuit breaker restarted. And they're deciding, oh, let's jab, let's jab a fla- uh, a screwdriver into the uh, socket. 
because that makes sense. I mean, Mac does try to argue that it makes sense because of the rubber handle, the rubber on his shoes, and clearly that's not, not it's not going to help him. So Dennis shoves it in there, doesn't work. Frank comes out of the back, and he's upset. I use stickers all the time, oh dude! Oh, my God. So Charlie won't do it. He won't mess with the circuit breaker because he's already been electrocuted 500 times. Frank says he'll do it, but he needs to be hanging from the sky. He can't be touching the ground. And that's when uh, Charlie and Dee come into the apartment or into the bar. They found some speakers. Somebody dropped some speakers off of a off of a truck, and they're not just good speakers, guys. There's some drugs. That's right, some drugs. Cocaine. That's right. Some of that white, some of that white stuff, that nose candy. And there it is. They find it. Free drugs. So what's the plan? Do they cut it up and sell it? Do they do the drugs? I mean, so many options. So many options. And they're just drinking all day anyways. Might as well develop a coke habit as well. So Frank's first plan is throw it in the garbage. Get rid of it. It's like, dude, aren't you old? Don't you know how valuable this is? This is a drug your people have seen. Your people have seen this. Old folks know cocaine. Then they think, uh, well, maybe we'll call the police. Like, that's gonna, that's really gonna pay off. We can't do that. What are you, dumb? The plan actually does become, hey, let's cut this up. Let's sell it to fix the bar. We gotta fix the electricity. And this is a good way of doing it. We virtually got free money. I mean, this drug in itself is uh, basically free money. You know, it's it's no different than finding, uh, outside of the fact they have to now sell the drugs, just finding the drugs is exactly the same as finding cash. Right? It's just a lot of value. But it's up to you to, to make it pay off. You got to find it. You got to sell, sell it. And if you have no experience even doing the drug... Imagine trying to sell it. Dee and Charlie go to this guy named Bingo, who apparently knows Frank, but not in a good way. Not a fan of old Frank. And that's fine. Frank doesn't have a lot of friends. He doesn't have a lot of people that enjoy him. But they go to this guy, Bingo, and Frank's like, don't mention my name. And what's the first thing they do? They say, hey, bingo, Frank sent us, and he says, oh, Frank, I'm going to skin that son of a bitch alive and wear his face. Like, okay, well, here here we are. We have co- cocaine for you. And obviously due to the fact that they have not sold cocaine before, they don't know how to sell it. So here we are <laughs> having this issue because the, they don't know the terms, right? Like you could say grass. You could say... Mary Jane for weed. Everybody knows that. But selling the cocaine, yeah. They don't get shit for it, though. They do not get a good deal. Bingo, of course, rips them off because, of course, they have no idea about it. They don't know about how much it's worth. <laughs> and uh, Den- now goes to where Dennis and Mac are actually sitting outside of the bar. And they're drinking outside because they can't see inside. The electricity's not working, as priorly mentioned. And that's when these three guys in tracksuits, 
eating deli sandwiches and having pompadours, they show up saying, hey, we're pretty sure that you guys might have found something that uh, fell off of a truck, and we would certainly like to get that back. So if you don't mind, we're pretty sure we saw you take it inside. We'd like to get it back. They don't actually say anything about cocaine, but they do certainly uh, give you the impression they know that it's more than speakers, right? Won't change my mind, because I don't have to. Because I'm an American. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. Due to the fact that Charlie and D are the ones that found the cocaine, they're the ones that are in control of it, they're the ones trying to sell it, so you would hope they'd be the first to get, get notified about the fact that the real-life actual gangsters have come to get their speakers back. And too late. Drugs are gone. So now they're under the impression they're just going to be murdered because they only got $300 for the drugs. And they're obviously worth so much more than that so much more that it's it's bizarre that we're at this posi- we're in this position right now. I mean, come on. Charlie said he wants many many people of uh, green people from history times. So that's how you make a deal selling cocaine. Okay, you tell him that you want many many green people from history times. Again, the gang goes to bingo, and Frank is like, "Don't mention my name," and that is the first thing they do. Hey, bingo. Frank said he wants his drugs back. Of course not doing what they're supposed to. Like, you're not supposed to. He said not to. And this time it's 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 Mac, Charlie, D, and Frank. Or, uh, Mac, Charlie, D, and Dennis. They're the ones that actually go to bingo. It's not just Charlie and D. Right? Because now it's everybody's problem. Everybody's got an issue. Because the mafia... The real-life gangsters are coming to kill him. That's an issue. Needs to be handled. Mac actually makes a Donald Trump line because they're talking about they need money to get the actual cocaine back, you know, like seven grand. And they're like, how do you guys know? They're all like, oh, what do we have, money trees growing in our yards? What do we got, money, you know, strap on my money helmet, shoot into the money planet? No. And uh, Mac is like, what am I, call Donald Trump. I don't, you know, I don't got the fucking money, basically. The funny thing about that, the line that the guy says about skinning Frank alive is kind of re, reintroduced by Frank himself, because he's like, ah, oh, bingo, that fucking guy's going to skin me alive. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, he said something about that. He didn't say he was against it. He didn't say he was against it, so that's good. It's good to know. I mean, I'd be upset. Of course. How could you not be? Tell me it was good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me that was good. Tell me I'm good. Okay, so since the gang has to get this money to be able to get the cocaine back, to be able to give it to the mafia so they don't get murdered, they have to come up with a plan. And what they did is they bought a whole shit shit ton of ecstasy, And they're going to take it to this country club because there's people with money there. And they're like, hey, here we go. You know, let's do this. And obviously, they're not going to make that much money by doing so. 
So Frank tells him, he says, you know what, guys, we're, we're going to have to go a little further here. And one of you guys is going to have to be a prostitute of sorts. And D is immediately like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to whore myself out, whatever that, whatever she's saying. And Frank is like, not you, D. Not you. And then it becomes a, a, a contest between the three guys. And obviously Dennis is the only one who doesn't want to do it. Charlie's like, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I got it. No problem. Because he's confident, and I like that. But he's also into it. And once again, Frank is like, you know, Charlie, you're not really, you're not really cut from the right cloth for these, these rich folks. And Dennis is obviously shrugging because he knows it's him. He knows it's me. It's time that I, you know, it's, yeah, it's my, it's my destiny to go do this. And really it's just like you're going to be a rich lady's man for the day. You know, it's nothing sexual. You just got to wear, dress nice, and go watch horses race. So the gang arrives at the club. They're all dressed a little fancier than usual. Just a little bit. And of course Frank is still trying to whore out Dennis. Their plan is to find old women to sell the drugs to. And that's when a smaller person walks by the group. And what happens? Well, Charlie becomes intrigued. He becomes intrigued. He's got to go see what's up with this fucking little thing. And he, uh, what's funny is the gang's like, you know, that's a that's a jockey. And Charlie's like, well, that, those guys, those are real. That's a real thing. And they're like, yeah, dude. And he's already gone. He's going to track him down, going to look him look look for him to be his friend. And as it turns out, Charlie has an infatuation with the horses. And the the jockeys, uh, they have an infatuation for the drugs. And they certainly show it. So Mac and uh, D cannot decide who's going to pretend to be the executive and who's going to be the secretary when they go into the, the room to sell the drugs to the rich guys. And, of course, it breaks down and... Mac is just like, who wants to buy some drugs? Because here they are. And then it goes to a scene where Dennis is leaning against a, a bar, dressed very, very well. Well, and that's when this guy comes up to him, and he must be working. He must be, uh, he, he convinces Dennis that he is a man. He works for these old women. He just hangs out with them. He doesn't have to do anything sexual. But then you find out that Frank just hired him to convince Dennis. Newsflash, asshole! Charlie obviously gets a weird vibe from the lawn jockey guy, so he decides to take off. He sells the drugs. 
he fi- he goes and he finds Dennis, and Dennis is actually hanging out with an old lady. And Charlie <laughs> interrupts their meal, and that's when Dennis tells him he smells like shit, or he smells like cheese. And Charlie's like, nah, that's, that's horse shit. <laughs> like, what? No, it's horse shit. Let's call it what it is. So... Now everybody's been pretty much removed from the country club. They haven't made that much money. I mean, Charlie is the most successful. Dennis, or uh, D and Mac got their portion of the drugs stolen, and they got escorted out. It's very weird. Very weird. Like, how are they supposed to make seven, whatever, however much money, 25 grand or some shit, to be able to get their drugs for the mafia? Or maybe it's seven grand from Bingo. But it's 25000 I don't know. We forgot. It's fine. And that's fine. That's a natural thing to happen. You're welcome. But they do end up blaming the whole thing on Mac. They say that it's his fault. And they leave him at, uh, they leave him at the country club. Legitimately. And I'll tell you what. That's something that I remember doing uh, with my friends. Where we'd all be at a gas station and we'd just make a decision decision to just leave one guy. In those moments, you would come back, but you hope in the show, like, you, you're led to believe that they just leave him. Like, good luck, dude. Take a cab. See ya. But Mac does finally get back. He does get back. He manages to get back, and when he does, he takes this golf cart to go talk to the mafia guys, the real-time gangsters, <laughs> and he says, you know what, guys, I realized, I think I just want to join them. I can't beat him. I'll join him. And he wants in. He wants to be a part of the crew. He says, I want to wear fucking track suits. I want to slick my hair back. I want to eat deli meats. And that's where the name Pussy Hands comes from. Because they, they, they're saying that he has delicate hands. Pussy Hands. And Mac is like, how about like maybe like Panther Hands? Ti- like Tiger Hands? Like, not Pussy Hands. So he begins his initiation into this mafia or gangster group as Pussy Hands. And that's the, this is the origination, Season 3, Episode 12. Cra- as crazy as it is, it's, it's fun to actually go through these episodes and find those things. Find some of the more famous lines that have been quoted and quoted over and over. And uh, realize where exactly they came from. And now it's documented on this podcast. Easily. Reason will prevail. Reason will prevail. And that is going to be it, guys. That is going to be it for our episode, uh, season three, episode 12. The gang gets whacked. And, you know, I always, I said at the beginning of this episode that I have no problem saying, hey, we're going to do another episode. We're going to get right back into it. But I always feel that way. I always feel that way once we close out these episodes. And then I realize every time. When I decide to go back in and record an episode, I'm like, well, I don't want to fucking do that. I don't really want to do that. But here we are, again. So who knows? Season 3, might we might skip season 4 and do something else for a season, something I've never seen, and then come back to Always Sunny. Either way, the podcast remains. We're still going. We're still here. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash podculture. 
and become one of the patrons, you know, the one one of the supporters of the show. There's as low as a dollar a month. It's amazing, and I know everybody's hurting right now, but getting this free entertainment for as long as we all have been, no sense in not supporting the little guys if you're supporting some of the big guys. And let's just be honest, we know you are. Okay, we know that you're giving them money, so stop farting around and pay the $1 for my Patreon and be a hero, don't be a zero. I feel like I'm doing a 1980s drug ad with, uh, I don't know, that cartoon dog that wore the trench coat. Very ominous. I don't think he was a good character like we all uh, were made to believe. <laughs> but, uh... This is always funny in Philadelphia. I'm Patrick Michael, and uh, this has been fun. So, season three, episode twelve. We'll be back with uh, part two of the gang gets whacked. Ready, boys and girls, because here's where it gets good.